Hi guys, it's Real Talk with Tracy and you've reached my podcast and I want to thank you and I hope my podcast will inspire you, entertain you, help you to feel that you're not alone in all these crazy things we call life. I am doing a podcast today on what guys? Body image. You know, since I was a kid, I was always a little chubby kid and I, I was aware of it. Um, I don't think it was really kind of an issue until it came with trying on clothes as I was gaining my period at 12 and, you know, getting older, like pre-adulthood and dressing, um, you know, with the other kids And going to parties and dances and things like that. I really felt the difference because I was chubby. I wasn't huge. I wasn't fat. But I was chubby. And it was something that always bothered me. I would start dancing a lot when I got into my teenage years. And I would say I kind of thinned out to maybe like a size 10 or 12. So at 5'7", for me, that was kind of, that was, that was good. I was never as thin as I wanted to be. I was always very self-critical. But back then, um, my, I want to say it's a deformity, hadn't really kicked in yet. I remember as a kid going to my grandma's house, and I remember her standing there in her gigantic underwear, <laughs> you know, in the mirror with the underwear and bra. And I remember looking at her legs and just thinking, wow, this is so unusual. Like her legs were really dimply and lumpy and bumpy and they didn't look like other people's legs. And I never thought to myself, what is that? That's like, that's kind of weird. That's, that's different. I never really thought about it. I never put it together in my mind. Like, oh, could that happen to me? She's genetically linked to me. I'm her granddaughter. And then my mother and my aunt, both of their legs, hips look terrible, loose and lumpy and bumpy and dimply. And I remember my aunt that raised me, I remember her so many times laying on the floor on hardwood floors on her side doing these scissor kicks, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm trying to make my legs look better. And I remember it was such a big deal. Um, And as I started to become um, a woman, I was noticing that my legs weren't quite as tight, weren't quite as beautiful as some of my friends. And so when I wore dresses back then, which I never liked dresses, but sometimes, you know, you warm, um, I would wear these support pantyhose. And this was like, I was like 18 or 19 and I was wearing really tight support pantyhose. Like if I had to go to a wedding or something like this, And I remember thinking back at what my grandma said when I used to visit my grandma and she'd be giving me like chunks of salami. Here, eat more, eat more, (laughs) eat more. 
Anyway, she, she would have these huge girdles that she would wear under her pants and she would always say, feel, feel my hip, feel how smooth, <laughs> feel how smooth this is. And I'd be like, okay, grandma, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm feeling your hip. Yes, it's very smooth. Doesn't it look good? It looks very smooth. And that's because, you know, she wore this girdle that was like compression stockings, right? Her whole life. She also had really bad feet, which I also inherited. Um, I remember she used to wear those ugly earth shoes, those big black ones. So she had huge hips and she was smaller on top and, you know, never remember seeing her in a bathing suit my entire life. Just remember, you know, when I would stay over and, you know, watching her change or whatever, that, you know, there was a lot going on there and didn't really think about it rubbing off on me until I started getting older. So when I got married, I got married... I guess I was about 23 or 24 and I'm going to be 60 next year. So 39 years, 39, 37 years ago, um, you can do the math. I really dieted hard to be able to look as beautiful as, as I did. And I, I got down to like in the one forties, which for me was low. And I did look beautiful at the wedding and, and I, I loved the way I looked when I got married and as the years rolled on, even though I was dancing, I was walking, I was going to the gym, um, I was working full time, I was working for L'Oreal for 18 years, and then another, uh, well, total 35 years full time. But I was traveling 50% of the time, and I was still fighting my weight. I had started taking Prozac after the earthquake in 94. I got a really huge onset of OCD, which I probably always had. I was an anxious kid. Um, and that has to do with upbringing, which you can listen to in another podcast if you're curious, but I was anxious and now I'm forgetting my trend of, (laughs) forgetting my trend of thought. Why? Because I'm almost 60, right? But anyway, Um, I was, um, oh yeah. Okay. So I was working for L'Oreal and then I went on Prozac and Prozac put weight on me. Um, I remember my gynecologist telling me if you're going on Prozac, you've got to be really careful. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, a lot of people gain weight. And I said, well, I heard people lose weight. And he goes, listen, Tracy, I'm telling you, I know you're going on Prozac You're telling me you're going on Prozac. Be really careful. I put on 25 pounds so fast. Um, And since I got married, I am about 35 pounds heavier than I was 37 years ago. And I fought it. I mean, I have been doing Weight Watchers. If you can see what I eat, you guys, you would be like, why don't you look skinny? Um, my metabolism is really changed. I have Hashimoto's disease. I have sleep apnea, which is really hard because I can't use the CPAP machine. So I run tired a lot and I still need to be on Prozac. I have not been able to get off of it because of OCD and on and off depression. 
So it's something that risk for reward, right? You do one thing because it's going to help you and then you have to weigh out the other side. Okay. I'm not going to go crazy and hang myself, but I'm going to be chubbier and be uncomfortable with that. So anyway, Prozac probably saved my life. I had gotten really suicidal with the um, OCD after the earthquake in California in 1994. And getting back to body image, I can tell you, if you look at any picture of me on any of my vacations throughout my life, and there have been many, 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 I could tell you what I weighed. I can tell you when I wore a long top and I had a zip down the front because my weight was up and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do the final button on my jeans or there were certain suits at work that I couldn't fit into. I could tell you almost probably like to the pound what I weighed. So anyway, here I am and now I am early retired, thank God, and my legs are getting worse. So 10 years ago, I decided to go get liposuction and a breast lift. And I do a podcast just on the plastic surgery, but basically I wanted some bulk removed from the inside of the knee where your thigh starts. I had kind of a chunk there and then all the ways up to the inside of the thigh. And then also my hips were way out of proportion with my waist. I had like a 12 or 13 inch difference. And it wasn't a good difference like Kim Kardashian. Like she has a really good difference because everything is smooth and tight and awesome. Mine was just like a big lump on the hip. It was just like, holy shit, what is this? Um, Remember those old things people used to wear around their waist? that would keep them floating. They were like old, um, I don't know, some kind of floaties when you were a kid. It just was a big lump on both sides and it looked really ugly. So I really, it was hard to fit clothes. Every time I could fit in jeans in my bottom, then the waist was like five or six inches too big. And I was just very kind of, it was like lopsided. It looked funny. And my breasts were starting, you know, my, my nipples were starting to look at the floor like they were looking for change when I'd be walking around. Like they were sad. They were very sad boobies. And I just decided, you know, I want to look better. So I went to this doctor and um, he did the lipo and he did it on the inside of my legs and then he also did it on my hips. And then he also did a breast lift with some very small implants, Um, although I had a lot of breast tissue, so now I am a D cup as an ABCD. I did not want to be a D cup. I wanted, I was like a B. I wanted to be like a C. I really did, I never wanted, sorry, now I got the hiccup shit. I never really wanted an implant, but, um, He said, oh, it's going to look so much better and, you know, it's going to be great. So anyway, here I am 11 years later. The nipples still point out. They're not looking for change on the floor anymore. Um, And my legs from the liposuction have gotten looser. So he may have taken out some of that bulk, but my legs are a mess. My legs are... 
You know when you go to the beach and you see someone with horrible legs, it's usually a woman, and you just think to yourself, oh my God, does she know how bad this looks? <gasps> oh, this is horrific, right? Now, if you see that kind of texture on a wall, like at a restaurant, it always looks really cool. <laughs> but when you see it on someone's legs, for some reason, it just doesn't look good. You know, I wish I could look at it and go, oh, these are great. But um, I can't. I remember that we were having my husband's birthday party when he turned 50 at Wakino. And they have this private room and the wall is really, really, really textured. And when the light shines on it, you see all these dimples and ripples. And I thought, what a cool wall. This is like so beautiful. It reminds me of, oh, it reminds me of my legs. But my legs, no, it's not beautiful. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's, it's a hard thing. So I had posted some pictures of just my legs on a woman's site for people that have cellulite and that are getting plastic surgery. And I'm like, does anybody else have this? And I had all these people say, you have lipedema. Now it's not lymph edema, which is, I, in my opinion, much worse. It's lip edema. So it's genetic, which I already knew. Um, it's something that is not my fault, although I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed. I feel like... I don't want to go to the beach anymore with my husband. Not because I, I don't love the beach, you guys. I love, oh my God, that's my happy place. I love the pool. I love the beach. I don't want to be an embarrassment to him. I don't want someone to look at me and go, oh, that poor guy. Look at that woman he's with. Look at those ugly, you know, look at those ugly legs. Until recently, I have kept it a secret from most of my friends I have some friends, one in particular who I look at her and I just think, oh my God, she's just like, she's perfect. And she for years has been inviting me over for pool parties and I would never go. Now I would never say why. I would just make up an excuse because I was afraid she would look at me and just be like, oh, you need to work out more, you know? And then you just feel like so deflated because you know, I started getting little stretch marks on my legs when I was 15 and 16 years old. I remember my first boyfriend pointing out something and going, what's that? And I said, I don't know. Well, that was the beginning of the deformity that this disease does. So am I happy I have legs? I am happy I have legs. I am happy I can walk around. I am blessed more than some people, some people don't have legs, they don't have feet. Um, I have to put this into perspective. But with everything that you see on the internet, like my face is holding up pretty good, I got my eyes done recently, I post a lot, and people are like, oh, you're perfect, you're gorgeous. Well, no, um, my eyes look really good, but if they were to see my legs, you know, I'm afraid that they would just like toss everything in the air and go <laughs> in the air and just go running, screaming down the alley. Right. Um, 
so it's hard. Uh, I went on a vacation with a friend a couple years ago in Mexico, and I feel so comfortable with her. And, you know, she and I both don't have perfect bodies. And she just accepts me for the way I am. I don't even know if she's even looked at my legs or even noticed. You know what I mean? Um, she's just like a very, very good friend. We went to Mexico. We were on the beach. I wasn't looking to meet anybody, so I don't care at that point. And I felt really comfortable in a bathing suit being with her. I didn't feel like I'd feel when I'd be with my husband because I, I you know, I want, I want to look nice for my husband. And like, even when we make love, I just want candlelight. I really don't want the lights on anymore, you know? So it's really like I'm having trouble breathing right now. It's really, it's affected my whole feeling of self, my self-esteem. Now as I've gone through menopause, and I'm, I'm still in menopause, I guess, because I'm getting hot flashes. I'm on bioidentical hormones. Uh, I'm having a much harder time losing weight. And I'm on all these Facebook sites where people are getting plastic surgery and they're getting leg lifts and, you know, they're getting all this stuff done because everybody wants to look good. When you look good, you feel good about yourself. I want to be able to feel good the way I am. I would like to, you know, be able to go back to the beach, be able to put on maybe not a bathing suit, but maybe leggings that go to the knee um, and just accept myself and love myself for how I am. And I'm telling you guys, it's really hard. On my podcast, on most all of my podcasts, I post pictures. A lot of them are of me. And it's not because I'm egotistical. It's because I have a really cool phone. And the camera on the phone costs a lot of money. And so I want to get my money's worth. I actually bought this phone to take to Spain. And then we had to cancel it because of COVID. So I have this really cool feature where I could do editing and, you know, like change color and make things like more pretty. And, um, so I have taken quite a few pictures of myself and, um, it is me doing the podcast. So why, why not put myself on this one? I'm going to put a picture of me in the front when I was 24 and just got married. And you're going to see a picture of a woman looking in a mirror, a thin woman. And that was me. That was me. I wish I could get back to looking like I looked then. Never appreciated enough how I looked then. And um, I guess if you're a woman listening to this, just appreciate where you're at. There's so much more to us than just the shell. I happen to be a very loving, giving, supportive, kind of empathetic person and I I believe that I'm a great friend a great wife sister-in-law um I try to do a lot for other people I don't want to I don't want to make this about what I'm doing but I do a lot of things um for people and it makes me feel good that I'm able to afford to do that um and 
there's much more to me than just how my legs look or don't look. Um, would it make me feel more confident and happy if my legs look like any normal person walking around Walmart in a pair of shorts? Yes. I would, I would feel better. I would want to go to the beach more. I would want to wear a skirt. Um, but you know what guys, I have a really loving husband who accepts me for the way I am. He understands that it's genetic. He understands that it's not because I'm lazy. It's not my fault. And he embraces me and loves me the way I am. And we have really grown up together and he's my best friend. Um, I've wanted to make some kind of a change, possibly not really for him, but for me. And also, I guess for him, I feel like he's such a good husband that he deserves to have a wife that has beautiful legs. And, you know, he has a wife that doesn't have beautiful legs. So, and it's been a secret. It's been like my secret shame. It's my secret that I keep locked away in a place where nobody will find out. And there's a lot of brave people out there um, that just don't care. They just embrace themselves the way they are. And they go to the gym and, you know, they're wearing bicycle shorts and, you know, their legs look like crap. But you know what? They're making an effort and they're trying. Even when I make my podcast, I'm always walking. I've been walking now while I'm talking to you for 21 minutes and 53 seconds. So I'm going to wrap this up shortly. (sighs) But I guess the question is that I ask myself, how do I get back there? When I look at these pictures of myself and I was really beautiful, how do I get back there? I don't. I don't get back there. I... I am what I am now. And even with all the lumps and bumps and dimples and loose skin, these are my legs. These are the legs that have carried me through all the turmoil, through all the bad times, through all the good times. Um, They're mine and I should embrace them. You know, if I had a dog and it started getting really lumpy and bumpy and ugly and, you know, as it got older, I wouldn't love that dog any less. Um, And my friends, if they started getting lumpy, bumpy legs like mine, I wouldn't love them any less. So why can't I totally embrace what it is? You know, with this lymphedema, I don't have it as bad as some other people. They have it really bad. They're immobile. They have a lot of fat around their ankles. I don't have that same situation. And I eat really clean. I've cut out all juice, all soda, artificial sweetener. Um, I've never drank alcohol. Um, Boy, I'm no fun, am I? I've never drank alcohol because it always gave me a headache. I used to smoke joint now and then, but no, no alcohol. So, um, well, actually, okay, I'm lying. I would have a kamikaze now and then. 
but um, that was just a phase. Um, I would always get a headache. So I'm not an alcohol drinker. And I just want to accept what is, guys. I just want to live in the shell I'm in and appreciate what I have. Appreciate that I can walk every day. Appreciate that I get out of bed every day. Appreciate that I have a wonderful husband and friends and sister-in-law who love me. And for the days that I don't have a chronic migraine, I want to appreciate, oh my God, I don't have a headache today because I get chronic migraines. So I want to just appreciate that. I want to live in the moment and just appreciate all these things. And I want this to be less of an issue. And the more I look at pictures of people that look perfect to my eye, like the Kardashian women, um, like other women that you see, the harder it is because I, I will never measure up. Um, as you get older, you start becoming a little bit invisible. When I was younger and I was in better shape, I was getting hit on all the time. I was getting asked out by guys like in the grocery store. I had people, men following me, following my car like home and trying to like call, call out to my car like at stop signs and wanting to meet me. And it was really too much, but it was a lot of attention. And you go from that to going through your life and being the age you are and realizing you're starting to become invisible because society is really just looking at the shell. They're looking at the shell. I remember when my uncle, God rest his soul, Stephen, he had a brain tumor and he was great looking guy. He kind of looked like George Hamilton. I remember when he was dying from brain cancer and he's laying in bed and I'm sitting next to him. My husband's there and he said, why don't I have what you have? Here I am dying and I am alone. And I said, well, you're not alone. You have a lot of family and friends that love you, but I don't have what you have. Why don't I have what you have? And I said, uncle Steven, you've been so picky about the women you date. I mean, if he saw one dimple of cellulite, he would go running. People that he was dating, the women he was dating were much younger. They really had to look perfect. And he was focused just on the exterior. And I said, Jay and I, my husband and I, we accept ourselves for who each other is. Even with illnesses, even with sickness, even with faults, you know, we're middle of the road looking, which is kind of good. That means we don't get hit on constantly. Like the movie stars that are so good looking and they're always getting hit on every day. You know, so there's less temptation. But we appreciate ourselves far past anything that we look like. Um, we will stay with each other until the end. Um, we've promised each other that. So we're going on 40 years and I believe that to be true. But anyway, I just wanted to share with you the struggle. 
I don't have all the answers, but I want you to know that sometimes what you see, people are covering up things that you have no idea about. They're covering up flaws. They're covering up their shame. They're covering up horrible things that have happened in their past. People meet me and they're like, oh my God, you have such a good personality. You're so happy. You're so balanced. You know, after listening to some of your podcasts, you know, about your childhood and where you came from, how did you come out of that? You're so normal. You're so, you know, this, you're so that. I have my really shit days, guys, where I do not want to get out of bed. And I will go back and get in bed. You know, I go through sometimes depression and I fight it. So I am not coming to any conclusion because there is no way to get back to looking how we looked when we were younger. But what we could do is have all those happy memories and we can embrace what we have right now. There's somebody who always has it worse. I may be bitching because my legs are shameful to me when I have another friend right now who's dying from cancer. So shame on me. I shouldn't, I shouldn't even be so shallow to even make that a thing in my mind. So what I want to do as a person is just be here to lift other people up and give my love and and compassion to other people who are dealing with hard times and hard things. So I have to say it's 2022 in, in March. Um, I pray every day, I got to be honest, that God strikes Putin dead and this war is going to be over. So I know that's bad, but that's my prayer. I hope all of you are doing well. And again, thank you for letting me share my thoughts, my most intimate thoughts with you. And I hope it helps you. And if you could please share my podcast, if it's helped you in any way or you've enjoyed it, um, I would really appreciate that. And I have 30 more on all different subjects, you guys. Thanks for spending this time with me. Wishing you all great health and happiness. Bye-bye.